Hey everyone. So, um, if if you've been put on a mission, don't avoid it. Um, it's the same thing as fear. If you have tons of fear, don't run from it. I can say that because I've been running for most of my life from it. The more you run, the more it owns you. The more you run, the fatter it gets. It really is like feeding an obese person room service, you know, um, at the suite, you know, the penthouse suite at the Waldorf Hotel. Your fear keeps it active. Your fear keeps you smothered by it. Now, <coughs> Um, I keep thinking it's done, we're almost there, and I'm reminded by the Shipibo that there's still work to do. Um, and the work is um, to keep facing the mission that has been given to you. That sounds weird, right? It sounds like, oh, wishing, what the fuck are you talking about, Maria? And rightly so, I would say the same thing. <coughs> but um, depending how bad the trauma was, um, you're owned. I don't know how else to describe it. And whether you call it anxiety or you call it depression or you call it whatever you want to call it it's a paralysis it's an eviction and um, there's something going on that you need to face right and you need to face it and you may be wishing as I do <laughs> to be somewhere else relentlessly <laughs> could be on a beach somewhere and surfing in Costa Rica, right? It needs to be pulled out completely. It's like a cancer, right? You avoid it, it spreads, right? You don't face it. And so the fear is, I can't face it. I can't face it, this is too big. You know, it's just, you can't face it because it's taken your power. It owns your power. So, your fear is its food, nutrition. It feeds off your fear. And your distraction of the fear, whatever that is, shopping, drugging, whatever, it feeds off your fear, off your, you know, I don't want to face it, didn't like it, didn't happen kind of thing, right? So, um, it really just comes to that, it's you and it, right? It's you and it. And you may think you have no power because it does own your power. If it happened early on and, you know, some horrible event happened or, you know, you picked up these energies on the way, I don't know. But however it happened, um, and it specifically was early on, it took something from you. Fear takes things from you. It takes your life source. It, it, it's the firewall. It won't let you into the party. And something owns that. Something owns that. What? <coughs> um, you know, you can believe whatever you want to believe, right? For me, I had no idea that there was anything and until I went into these other dimensions and then I realized, oh, okay, I see. 
right? There are literally energetic entities. I don't know how to describe them. They're fueled by terror. They're fueled by... Their purpose is to terrify. Um, terrify you. And I've, I've literally seen them. They come out through my face, like, contort to these, like, you know, these Japanese demons that you'd find inside outside temples, you know? <coughs> you know, I, I, I get when they, they you know, you, you see all these gargoyles outside churches and religious places and from all sorts of centuries and and you realize these these things are real you know these energies of darkness i could only call them that i'm not the first person to see this it's so ridiculous this has been around for eons you know <coughs> they painted them in caves so these energies are not you know um made up they exist and that's just way crazy for me to say that because I was such a you know practical person um, and the things aren't in you know mutually impossible you know you can be both very practical and you know travel in other dimensions <laughs> so if the mission's been given to you, then you just have to go face it. And believe you me, I've been at it for a long time, so it's sort of exhausting, right? It's like, how powerful are these things? They're as powerful as your fear is. And believe you me, as a vulnerable, powerless child, you know, the terror is, is huge. It is like a hundred foot wave. If bad stuff is happening. So, what I realize is as bad stuff happened to me early on, and as whatever trauma happened to you, you recess more and more into the dark. <coughs> and the thing that keeps you in that dark become these sort of energetic monsters that literally live inside of you. They're, I call them resistances, I call them, but they keep you in prison. They keep you terrified. And they keep you accepting the authority of their vileness or their whatever it is. So if you're a little girl, a little boy, and some alcoholic guy's coming and, you know, beating the shit out of you or looking, you know, I don't a cousin whose father would just pick him up out of bed at night and put him under a cold shower. Talk about issues, right? That terror, first of all, the parent is the monster, right? That's, that's already number one terrifying. You're living with them. So when they do things, you have to accept them. You have no choice. And um, the acceptance of them is the acceptance of the monster. And the more, and the, so <clears throat> in order for me to, to control you, in order for me to control you, anyone, if you're a child, um, the terror, you know, all you have is really terror, right? Beating somebody, little kid up, terror, right? I need you to do what you I need you to do what you to do what I want you to do. Right? I need to be an alcoholic and continue to be an alcoholic and you're a, a nuisance for that. Or I'm in an alcoholic state and I'm just angry and I'm going to just come at you little munchkin because I'm a you know I've never dealt with my own demons. Right? So that terror is frozen inside little children. And they have to accept that. And they will find excuses to validate what happened. Poor thing. Poor thing, or whatever. Or they will just remain paralyzed. Either way, it is a huge, uh, moving, um, energetic field. Imagine it like a wall of shit that's coming towards you. 
I actually saw myself surrounded by all this darkness, right? Like a wall of shit, of darkness, and these. And so this little kid is, is paralyzed inside of that terror. And, and then it's sort of, it's in you. It becomes an activity in you. Let's not forget, nothing is dead. If you're around here, <laughs> not, everything is, 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 is being active. There's nothing, fear is a massive active energy. Terror is an energy. It's not a dead thing. It's not a word, it's an activity, right? If it was dead, we wouldn't be fearful. If it was just a word. So there are all these activities happening, right? There's joy, there's happiness, and there's fear, and there's paralysis, and there's, it's all happening as an activity. So for me, um, so so the, these, these this terror early on. So again, if you're born in the gulag and not, you know, on a resort in the Maldives, <laughs> just caring, loving parents who are right flowering you. Um, you're going to internalize the terror, which become resistances, which becomes the acceptance of them, which becomes your paralysis, which actually puts you into prison, throws you into the dungeon and keeps you in the dark. The terror of that stops you from moving. It's paralysis, right? You've been evicted. I'm terrifying you. I've taken your power. You're four, you're five, and you're not, and that becomes a firewall, right? You have all these resistances of terror within you that's like, I'm not going to face them because if I do, I'm going to get killed. I'm going to die. I need to, I need to agree to this. It's like a bad dictatorship. It's like a Tim Pot dictator, right? If you don't agree with me, I will send in my military and I will shoot you. And it's a whole military. So like, you know, a few thousand men, 100,000 men. You know, it's like that, I think about that guy in Tiananmen Square who went up to the tank. That's kind of what you're doing if there's terror. You're going up to the tank in the middle of the military parade and calling it out, resistance, right? You're saying no. That in itself is a very um, powerful act, a terrifying act. And it's either you or it. In other words, you're prepared to die. Are you willing to live enslaved by this darkness and terror? And it's your own. So it's, it was built in, for some reason you ended up there. You know, I, have, I would love somebody to write me a letter from this other dimension and, and explain to me how the fuck I ended up with this fucking gulag, right? You gotta see this with a sense of humor. You can't take all this too seriously, really, right? Otherwise you're never gonna get through it. So <clears throat> sense of humor and realize you're just energy and that, you know, it's just energy versus energy, right? So, and, you know, if there's help from the Shipibo and or whatever, you can get help as far as, you know, in these altered states, which you can get. But it's you versus it, right? And I understand why people then, you know, jump off bridges and stuff. They can't, I get it. These things are huge. These energies are very powerful. But it doesn't mean that you can't face them because it's you, right? What it's attacking is you. What it's paralyzing is you. And you are the universe. Let's not forget that, right? You came from it like a wave out of the ocean. You are part of this universe as much as that piece of evil. So you must never, I mean, of course, you know, you're going to feel battered and whatever. But um, that's the great thing about plant medicines. It gives you the cavalry and the strength and the love to keep moving into this thing. And it is a thing, <laughs> and a very powerful thing. And it writhes and roars, and you may not see it in this reality, you just have to see it by depression and anger or, you know, addiction. That's all just shut down. All that stuff is just shut down. <coughs> it's the inability to face what happened. It owns you. So instead of facing it, you just shut down, right? Or you find a way to shut down or distract. And mine is just Netflix. I just, you know, I binge, you know, Netflix. Is, that's the way I deal with it. In between fighting it, that's where I find respite. So I go into battle, boom, boom, boom. Then I'm back into some <coughs> French series. <laughs> and I'll just sit right through all of it. 
<clears throat> so, so just understand that these things, you know, they, they it, it takes time, and um, they're very powerful. And you, you know, if you are depressed or whatever, there's a reason for it. It's not like it's just happening by itself. Um, that there are ways to combat it that are not you know don't belong here. <clears throat> I say don't belong here. You can't see right in the same way you can't see gravity or dark energy or you're not aware of all the kind of pulsar energies going through you. You just, you know, you're not aware of half the shit that's going on. So that's okay. I think that's just a realization. Okay. Um, there are ways that I can, and it's like, it's like getting caught in a pocket of something, right? If you're just traveling along and, you know, like, again, like those sailors, those little people just be walking around some medieval street in Amsterdam or London and they just get Shanghai and before they knew it, they were on a ship going somewhere, right? It's a bit like that. It's like a, it's a bit like being ambushed, right? Who the fuck hurts a child? Some fucking loser, coward, right? It's an ambush of your soul. You know, I was told I was stolen. Makes pretty much sense, right? Um, and you are kind of stolen, right? It's a theft. You've arrived. Some piece of shit shows up. It could be a woman, it could be a guy, and decides that, you know, you're not allowed into the party because you are going to be used, you know, so they can vomit all their shit out on you, their poison or, you know, <clears throat> whatever. It's an injury. And and also, I think about it like, I think we have to think about it also very practically like the repair shop, right? So things can be repaired. Now, we can repair a lot of things, you know, but we haven't gotten to the repair of all this stuff in this part of the world because we're too fucking busy giving you pills that you pay for to shut you up that you keep paying for that you know just dulls you right it doesn't help you go deal with it it just dulls the you know your terror of it doesn't help <coughs> I mean yes perhaps in the short term but you know all these pills like believe me when I got divorced I was put on them and they were you know it was just like I felt like I had no control I mean, it's bad enough you're evicted, but then also to not have control as you've been, you know, disempowered is even worse. Again, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it, whatever, but I'm just saying the ultimate goal is to get to face it. You know, if you need to do it in the meantime, whatever, I totally understand. I certainly did. Um, but as you go along in this healing journey, you know, you get past all the chanting and all the shit and all the wearing robes and funny outfits and stuff, and you get to the actual fact is that, you know, you need to face a tremendous um, hundred foot wave of energy that hit you when you were little. And however that happened, you know, whether it was a <coughs> an abandonment, an abuse, whatever it was, doesn't in the end it doesn't even really matter. The fact is that you've been, you know, you built, you internalized tons of, you know, terror. And they feed off your fear. I mean, really, that's just when you kind of sum it all up is terror feeds off fear. Fear equals paralysis. Paralysis equals no entry into life and, and imprisonment. It's a hostage taking. Your soul has been taken hostage. I keep thinking of it as a, the sponge in Zabar that's really flat and then you put water in it and it pops up. <coughs> so, you know, you have to go back into it. And, it. and the thing is that, you see, unlike, again, the Western version, it can be fixed. But you have to go into it and you have to go back into that. You've got to go locate and GPS the moment it happened. And there are many ways to do it, you know. Um, but my choice was ayahuasca because it literally is you're an overgrown forest of stuff. You have no access to the original, you know, injury and subsequent injuries or the, you know, all the internal terror that you're carrying which then shows up as energies right which then shows up as resistance which means that you're still cowering in some cave somewhere right not wanting to come out and you're owned by them so you're just on default position <coughs> and you can't understand why it is that you can't fulfill whatever you're and what's interesting here is that I had immense power to fulfill the will of the predator, the monster. For that, I was fueled like a rocket ship. But I had no power when it came to my own needs. 
Like, if you said to me, I, you know, I need to get to the Himalayas by five o'clock, you know, Western Standard Time tomorrow, I'd, I'd be like, I can fix that. I can get that done. I can produce that. Yeah, but if I, if, if, but for me to say, well, Marie, I think you need to, you know, take a break for 10 minutes. Well, that's, I, I wouldn't even know how to do that, right? So it was, when you are, um, one of the things about these energies is they own you. And so uh, you can, again, it's an energy, it's an energy um, theft. It's an energy, so we're just like batteries. We have a certain amount of energy, boom, right? And then we, we die. So they steal the energy, basically, and use it. And the energy is, <coughs> is to use your energy for their ends, whatever that happens to be. Could be evil, mostly evil, right? So uh, mm, with me, it was, uh, and you have to look at how that worked for you and whether, you know, whatever the circumstances were, you know, how that, that end, that theft happened. For me, it was a very, uh, uh, you know, freeloading piece of evil who, you know, was <coughs> used everybody around him to make him into someone. So it was, I'm going to use her, sell her to make money as a kid for sexual abuse. Then I'm going to terrify her so she does well at school. So then I'm, you know, I can get, I can dump, he worked for my mother's brothers, dump them and then she's going to take me into the sunlight. Like she's going to rescue me from being a lazy piece of shit, basically, right? So <coughs> in order for them to accomplish their goals, you know, if you're used as fodder in that agenda, then, you know, how do you get a kid to do something? You terrorize them. It's, it's you know, the greatest, most cowardly thing. As I said, in jails, the first thing these gangs kill are pedophiles. You know, to use your strength against innocence is, even in the gang world, abhorrent, which is saying something because they do pretty horrendous things, right? So, you know, I can decapitate my, uh, my drug rival, but if you're coming in here and hurting a child, then you're dead. Pretty amazing. So it just goes to show how deep these feelings are and our sense of outrage <coughs> when it comes to children and innocence, right? So... Yeah, the mission is, again, this is all energy. It's just all of this life is energy. However, you know, whether you're wearing, you know, Gautier or Costco, you know, it's just, doesn't matter. You're just an energetic being. I think that's something we've forgotten in all this kind of identity making and, you know, car driving and house living and whatever. You know, a house in Malibu does not shift the energy that I have, right? It doesn't. It identifies, I, when I, so in other words, we live in an identity-ridden world. I think, you know, it, it accentuated even more so by Instagram and all these social media platforms, right? So the one who gets the best identity wins, right? That's really how the world works. You know, the mo more powerful the identity, the more you're winning. <coughs> so, you know, if I'm driving a, the most recent Porsche or roles or whatever and I'm living in the most expensive house and and I mean just see all over the reality TV stuff right it's just like and believe in me I watch that stuff too so it's all about if you if you have this identity you've won right if you've made money this way you've won right so but there's not a thing about well actually we're just energy you know to be whole is the win Right. To not live because you're running from something or you can't face something is actually the win. Right. So if I'm desperate and you see this all the time, people become, you know, they're really well off and then they commit suicide or they don't. <coughs> or they do something because they've lost their popularity or they're no longer the, the, the identity icon. I mean, there's all sorts of. And the struggles we get to, to 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 be the identity is insane. So that's that is what it is. What I'm just saying is that we're energy first and foremost. So our energetic field, our energetic life, is really the thing that needs to be primo, right? That needs to be the most powerful. You know, if I 
if my default position, if it was not to sort of, if I'd actually followed through and I was used to fulfill this man's ends, which was, you know, to go and be uber successful so that he would shine, so he could, I could, you know, release him from the, <clears throat> his freeloading job with my mother's family and I was, you know, living that high life, then if I was so, you know what I mean? What it, so if I got all that, what would it matter? It wouldn't really matter, right? I would still be a slave. So your energetic wholeness is the win, right? That you have scoured your landscape for all landmines. Nothing owns you. You are completely, you know, whole, cleansed. You're not running from trauma. You're not running from, you know, events that owned you. It's, it's really, you know, the shadow, right? It's the full cleansing of the shadow field. And you don't even know you have one. I didn't know I had one. Right? And <clears throat> so... And, and then the consequent default positions of that trauma to, you know, a certain identity. You know, I really believed I wasn't that. I really believed I had <coughs> full ownership. I was doing exactly, I was on a mission. You know, I was, I mean, I was rocket fueled for somebody else's agenda. But I was actually just a prisoner. I was, I was left, you know, with the barnyard animals caged up. They had stolen, you know, their energy, that life force, to for themselves. And again, this is this is it. It's really about trauma is terror. Trauma is terror, and terror equals paralysis and fear. Actually, fear and then paralysis. And then distraction. But at the center of it all, it is like the elephant in the room, you know. It's the one that no one will talk about that you don't want to see. Because you have authorized it over and over and over as a child. It doesn't, you know, it's not just one, <clears throat> you know, it's not just one forging. It's, it's happening drip, 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 day after day after day. From whenever, zero to six or seven. It's, you are building you are accepting and agreeing. I mean, I had never fully understood in my marketing PR rebranding of them to survive that in fact I was a prisoner, that I'd had to accept an authorized, you know, a monster, a piece of evil, that I had made that almost religious, that I had glorified them, only to find safety. It was the only way that I could find some sort of safety in a place where I could die, right? So <clears throat> what kept me in place, and actually what kept them in place, was my continual agreement to do this. Relentless, continual, until it became, became a default position, right? You do something, at first it's like, you know, at first you you blow up like an airbag, right, for an emergency, for whatever happened. Or you put a shield in front of you, and then <coughs> the shield becomes a way of life. You never leave the shield. You never, that's it. it if, if, if you've lived in torment early on, and you've built a barricade, well, <coughs> your whole life is that. The barricade is your life. And it becomes normal. And it becomes, oh, okay, well, it's okay. I'm in this, it's actually a prison, but you think, oh, this is just, you know, I, I, I can do this, right? This is functioning. You are so blinded and overwhelmed by it that you just accept it. And you see it as norm. It's like this guy and, you know, a third of this country that believe in this crazy cult. It's the same thing, or any cult. 
You can see the man's insane. You know, horrific, vulgar. Doesn't give a shit about anyone. But everyone blindly believes in him. It's the same thing. Early childhood. It's different. <coughs> in, different in childhood, you have no choice. It's even more difficult to do. It, you have no choice. You're terrified. You're going to die. Right? And so, yeah, you're going to quickly authorize and agree and refuse yourself. So here's the deal. As you're authorizing them, you're refusing you. As you're authorizing them, you're legitimizing what they do to you. And as time goes on, that becomes more and more difficult, a code to break. It becomes a betrayal. I mean, that's one of the things that I saw in ceremony. It was like, my little girl did not want to give up, give them up. Even though I saw myself as a puppet, as a dog on a leash, right? I did not, could not give them up. And that's a hardwired thing that happens early on. So again, the many forces that you're fighting against to upend, you know, the tyranny of somebody planting their flag on your soil and of, you know, stealing your life. <coughs> and it is a theft. So, again, the world is very clever at shiny objects. You know, don't look over here. You know, keep wanting to look like this or own this or have this life. You know, the world is constantly, is very, it's like, you know, in a divorce court, the vultures of lawyers are all waiting on the wings, right? If you're lost, if you've been trapped, you know, by these circumstances, um, it's very difficult to go back in and see it all. You can't. You've already been, you know, shipped, packed and shipped and on a shelf somewhere. Right? As a product. So, all of it is return. Return to the original state, to the injury when it happened. You have to, you know, cut down all the forces that you've built so far, right? To accommodate them. I mean, the greatest sacrilege is for a child to hate her parents, to have any anger towards them. Right? It's the worst thing. So all of it has to come out. It really is, you know, you're put into the repair shop. Now, the um, early on paralysis and terror can be um, huge. I mean, it took me... Because you're in default position if you're in terror. So you are accommodating this evil or this whatever you want to call it. I call it just evil because if it happens in childhood, there's, you know, <coughs> it's, it's evil. Um, so as I look back, I realize, oh, everything I did was I was just run by it. It's it I was running its agenda. So, you know, so when I ended up in the divorce courts with, you know, the most vile, evil you know, people, lawyers and stuff all over the place. It was like literally being, again, in hell. It was, a, it was a continuation of what I'd known, right? The same horrific, you know, evil, just like a manipulative and um, dark tricksters. I mean, it was the, the trickster I knew growing up. So you're going to re-encounter it over and over until you face it. I don't know how, you, how it turns up for you, but if you're in that position of I can't get out of this or I'm whatever, I'm, you know, addicted, I'm, you know, I'm depressed, I'm angry, I'm whatever, it, it, there's something that has, is not, you know, it's, it's not that complicated, right? If, some, if something that you bought from Amazon comes damaged... It's like, well, I need to get another one or I need to get this repaired. What we don't know in the West is really how to do that. We really don't. Again, an ape, you know, with a, with a, 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 a and, I, and I 
refer to myself as an ape because I, I refer my you know I think we're a little bit of this universe we're a tiny bit of this universe but no more important than a frog or a tree or a black hole right um I just have different characteristics but if you know we come out of this thing we come out of the ocean we're a wave in the ocean right we come out of it and we return to it so um you know I think we're there's not enough, you know, we're so busy holding on to our little limited version of reality and a materialistic version of reality when we have to see ourselves as energy that, you know, a person, again, with a clipboard or an ape, yes, they can get so far and yes, you can be regressed. And But really, you know, this these are energies. This is, this is stuff that's embedded in you early on that it's affecting everything, your physicality, your everything. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to see it in its, you know, its 300th dimension in a somebody with a clipboard. Or, oh, I, you know, the this sh- this shaman, whatever, deuce or whatever, sat there and he told me, and I'm, you know, oh, he's, he, he uttered a few words. It's just like fucking ridiculous. These things are, are huge. And we're all looking for answers to them. Believe you me, I've looked in every book and under every corner, you know, seen every YouTube video, and you know, really, it's just, and we fool each other, yeah. And we also we project, oh yes, it really was a big shift for me. And this, you know, this path is a really difficult path. This is not, you know, smother me in flowers and chant at me. It's going to be fixed. <clears throat> if there was injury early on, um, that's it's a very powerful paralysis to the inception of life. Right. And um, I've been in the repair shop now for the last five years. Um, as far as ayahuasca, anyway. <clears throat> um, and so... You know, it's moving everywhere within me to get this stuff out. And again, um, it's not a person in a funny robe. It's an actual plant that's actually inside of you. And it's actually, I don't know what to call it, consciousness? I have no idea. Again, I have no answers to this. This is not, you know, this is just my a little bit of experience on this huge infinite beach of sand. But this thing is energetic and it's being attacked energetically. And, um, you know, these things are in you. They, they live inside of you. And they need to be faced. And uh, I, as I said yesterday, if you face them, What's interesting is that, <clears throat> that that the terror is supposed to keep you. It's like a dog, right? If you beat the shit out of it enough, or you you know, it just doesn't bark anymore. It doesn't. You emasculate it. You give it. You take away its power. I think that's really what this is all about. I mean, it's see you see it everywhere. Micro, micro. Everybody wants to own you, right? I'm going to own your attention. I'm going to own you as a person. I'm going to. You belong to me. Possession. It's all nuts. It's all the same shit, right? So this is a kind of internal possession. And it's really like you're breaking out of an abusive relationship, right, that happened early on. We had no power. And, but it's now it's, and it's turned into an energy, and it's an active energy. And I, I can't, I, I didn't know what happened when I was two or three. I had no idea. I didn't know it, happen, it happened then, right? I had no idea about the story of this man or this woman. I had no idea about any of them because I was shut down. I didn't, you know, I just didn't question anything. I just thought, well, this this is all weird, but I suppose this is life. I don't know what the fuck. I don't want to die. That's it. I want to die, right? And for some reason, this guy needs to be saved. Okay, fair enough. That's it. You know, I'm, now I'm, you know, I have a, my purpose. My purpose is to save them. You know, the truth was I was, you know, sexually sent out to be sexually abused for money. I was terrified. They put the responsibility of this family on me and they became a mission and then I blacked out all the stuff and then suddenly I was, you know, I had to save them. That was my, you know, I had to save them. 
I tra you know, I, I blacked out the truth of what happened. And it was my responsibility to, you know, to save them, which is insane. It was just awful. Right? I was actually imprisoned and used and manipulated and terrified because they were outright fucking wankers and losers. Right, so <clears throat> to change the whole, I had no idea. You know, they lived in the light of Mary Magdalene. <laughs> they lived in the sort of the candlelight of statues of people to be revered, you know. Look at what they did for me, you know. Look at, oh, it's just insane. The actual trick was huge. So it's really like sinking a Titanic. You've got to get this whole thing. You have to face all of it. And these are uphill battles. You've got to reverse all your branding all your, uh, all your storytelling, and you've got to get into there and face them. And they terrified you. If there's trauma, if there's whatever's going on, there's a big, <coughs> there's a big fear. That's the thing. You've got to go face that fear that you have. And, you know, that's what roars every night is the firewall that says, don't come in here. I'm going to keep you in your sequestered position. I own you. And again, they may be dead, they may be whatever, it doesn't matter. The energy still lives within you. You have fed it, because if you're terrified, you're feeding it. <coughs> if you distract... You're feeding it. And it will come at you so you will not see the truth of it. I remember when I was meditating about 13 years, you know, for 13 years, I would just get, I started getting these nightmares every night for year, two years in a row. The same thing. They were going to come and kill me. They were going to come kill me. Because meditation, I started getting closer to seeing what had happened, right? Why would anybody want to kill me? I thought, why would anybody want to kill me? I had no idea what had happened early on. It was all blacked out. So, you know, you'll find it out in your dreams. You might not understand it. And, you know, a you know we have ways of just refusing it, blacking it out, depression, anxiety, Right, the world's gonna. You get, in a way, you almost have to just say, if, "If I die, so I die." What the fuck, right? If I face this thing and I'm over, so I'm over. I mean, you're not gonna die. There's no death happening here. Um, but that's what it feels like when you're little. You know, I can't face this. I'm gonna die. This is all the same thing. It's just emanating from the moment the trauma happened. What you're facing really is a. It's, I call it a frozen tableau of that moment and those moments, but actually it's not frozen, it's active. I say it's frozen because it's stuck in that time. It's stuck in the time when you were three or four and it's kind of just, it's still active. It's like, you know, animals. Something happens to them, they shake it out and they move on. We don't shake it out, we just keep it active and we put it to the side, right? But that really, that's, that's, that moment that happened, it just, your life stopped. <coughs> yeah and it actually happened for me in a ceremony where literally a cuckoo clock which had been frozen in time started moving and this whole earth started moving out moving like this was a cog on a wheel the whole earth opened up and these children were coming in and out of rooms I was being sent out to be abused so I literally was frozen. When did I go last? It was like three years ago. I literally, so, 57. I was frozen till I was 57 years old in a energetic state. I froze at that age. That was when I was taken prisoner. I must have been four or five. From that moment, nothing else happened. I mean, lots of things happened, but I was owned. 
I was completely at the mercy of this fucking evil. And I thought everything was fine. <laughs> what do you mean you don't like you don't like the coffee? Well, you wanted one sugar instead of two? Right? A whole life had happened. But I was actually just chasing my tail. I was just... I'd been frozen and caught at that moment. I had agreed, authorized, legitimized, signed the contract. And I hadn't left. I may have seemed to have left, but I had never left. Which is why the cuckoo clock just started... When it started moving, the whole earth started opening up. It's like a piece of my psyche got opened up that I had no access to. And ever since then, it's been a fight for me to leave because I have to upend them. And that is the most difficult thing for a child is to upend these people because it's believed everything. And it has a lot of, you know, shame and sense of guilt and all the stuff that goes with that stuff. You know, but you have to leave them to live. You have to overthrow them to live. Because they're dark energies. Dark, dark energies. <clears throat> so, you know, if you've been given the task of dealing, and I think half the world is bloody traumatized by the horror that we do to each other. I mean, yeah. You don't have to look very far. This is not like a one-off thing. What are you, crazy? No. You know, most people are just living outside their shadow, but they're owned by it. Recently, I had to, oh, my God, meet this woman who was a, <coughs> a client that I had, yeah, I just, I'd put up. The, the number's very high, so I would never have to work with her. And I had the I had to go see her at some point for something else. Oh, I was, whatever, just it was some kind of meeting. And I walked in, and I just thought, oh, and the toxicity you could, like, literally feel from outside the door, this crazy person. I mean, just very wealthy, very, uh, has had everything, but is just a walking piece of toxicity. Like, fucking hell. It just is oozing out of her. That's just trauma, just like, kind of like just graffitied all over her energetic field. So again, it doesn't matter, you know. You live in the penthouse of like the best building in New York. It doesn't fucking matter. Right? Energy is energy. It was literally like, ugh. It was like walking into, you want to have a bath afterwards. I was like, oh, just fucking shower me already. I can't deal with it. And it's just a person. It's just a, a living piece of energy just walking around smothered in greed and aggression and anger and just, oh, shit, it was disgusting. So <clears throat> you don't escape. <laughs> you, you have to face it. And I think, uh, I think the most difficult Yeah, it's just, I think for me, it's just been, you know, first of all, I, I'm, it's very difficult for me to, to release all the, um, the actual events, the memories. The memories were smothered with terror and secrets. And, and then with that, the rage. So there's a combination of the blackout of the memory and then at the same time, the suppression of the the feeling, right? So it's the the memory and the feeling come as one thing, as a package of like a, co a Molotov cocktail, right? And then around it is the terror, which forces you to black it out and accept what's going on. So it's kind of an interesting kind of triumvirate, right, of three things, of the event that's connected to the feeling that's has the firewall of the terror. When you take down the firewall of the terror, which is what the ayahuasca does so brilliantly, what's released is the rage or the anger or whatever the feeling is, along with the memory. It was all kept from me by the terror, right? 
I couldn't see it because the terror was so powerful that it forced me to run away from it. And what the ayahuasca does is she brings you to those places where the firewall exists and I just see these like massive layers of dark energy around me that I would call it resistance, it's terror. And once you face that terror, then the feeling and the memory is returned. And that's how you become whole, right? It's, it's going in and seeing it and feeling it. Because you couldn't do that as a child. Right? It just happened. You were terrified, you were paralyzed, whatever. I was sent out to be sexually abused. It was terrifying. I had to paralyze my, you know, I had to paralyze the, the, the rage I must have felt, right? Because the terror was so big. I, the terror forced me to forget. The terror forced me to not see, to bury it. Bury the event, bury the feeling, and surround it with a firewall of, of fear, of, of a dungeon keeper, someone that says, you can't come in here. You will never come in here and see this ever again. Keep moving, you know, keep going away, just keep moving forward. Like, don't look over here. And so you start building, you know, a story, a life where you just keep burying and you, you know, you build layers and layers and layers around what happened. And then when you actually go face it, you get to see what it is. You get to, I literally see like these demons that come out, they're like demonic, Japanese or Chinese dragons just like coming through my face, like don't come here. Because behind that, is a repressed memory and the rage. And I can't feel that because if I feel all of that, as a kid, he dies, right? That's the, that's the terror of a child. If I have, oh, but actually you die too. So in other words, if I actually feel the rage and I'm, I'm present to what is being done to me, I will die. And if I know that he sent me to do this, I will kill him. <laughs> really, right? He will die. Someone's going to die here. So in order for no one to die, I need to forget what happened, bury that, so that I don't die from the terror and he doesn't die from the rage that I feel. And so we keep all of this just nicely buried and you know let's not face any of this so and it, you know it'll come up later on you know at one point <laughs> at one point my mother came to stay in New York and I had this urge I wanted to kill her I didn't know where it was coming from but it, it's you know for some reason some of that has leaked out right I mean I didn't do do anything but I'm just saying it's it's there so <clears throat> That's what you're, you're holding in this massive tension is you have to bury that memory. You have to bury that feeling. You have to continuously accommodate the you know, unaccommodatable, if that's even a word. Because if you're present to what happened and you feel the horror of what's going on, you might die because it's too overwhelming. And the way that you are legitimize it and accommodate it is the terror around all of it. And the terror is so huge that it paralyzes you. And again, don't forget, if, you're, if you actually have all that power and aware of it, you might die. And if you're aware, if you really have access to that rage, you might kill him or her or whoever it is. So, of course, it all has to be buried. But you're living in absolute burial. You're living in betrayal of your life. You're accommodating evil. And um, you're living in terror. And you're basically buried. 
So if you feel depressed or whatever, or whatever, or you feel, you know, you can't, don't know why you can't get rid of an addiction, again, return to the source because everything can be repaired, but you just have to go into it. And I don't think, again, there are tools to go into it in this part of the world. I don't think a pill's going to help. I mean, I, you know, I've been at it for a long time. I, you know, I, I had no idea. I certainly didn't help me to have somebody sit on, you know, with a, a clipboard asking me questions that didn't help at all. Because, you know, our defenses to refuse this is huge. Why? Because, you know, you're, you're under the threat of death or killing someone because of the rage, the injustice. So your defense, mate, if you've buried this, these are very powerful forces. And those terrors that I've seen that come up, believe you me, you're not going to argue with them in this reality. I'm not going to argue with that. I'm not going to bring those up. I didn't even know they even existed. I only got to them through ayahuasca and through other dimensions. And I don't, you know, that's a whole different universe. But that's the only way I got to them was allies in a different dimension journey into the past in another dimension into these memories and the ability to release them with what I can only describe as sort of you know the overwhelming embrace of the universe which again we're just energy we're just energy in body you know in sacks of meat so <clears throat> um You know, to run or not to run, to confront or not to confront. And again, no shade. These are very difficult things to do. They're not like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go for, a, you know, I'm going to get a, a double latte macchiato and then, you know, have a little chat. That's not what it's like. This journey is not easy. It's just not an easy journey. I don't wish it upon many people, right? But if you want yourself back, you have no choice. You know, it's like one of those philosophers in the Greek tradition said, you know, should I wake you up if you're asleep? Some people don't want to be woken up. They'd rather just live in distraction, right? And just pretend nothing happened and just move on. But, but the thing about this stuff, I realize, is it chases you. In other words, you can't run from it. I mean, I ran halfway across the world to try to, and I should have known. And I didn't know when he said to me when I left for the States, you know, you're leaving for good, aren't you? I didn't know what that meant. He knew I was leaving. I didn't even know I was leaving. It was so insane. The person that did all this horror to me, he said, you're leaving for good, aren't you? I had no idea why, what he, why he said that. He realized I was leaving because of all the horror that he inflicted on me as a child. Oh, what a piece of evil. So it will get you. You know, I ran halfway across the world to run from it. It catches up. At some point, the agenda will just blow up. Right? However, through an addiction, through, you know some horrific thing that happens it, it will you can't escape this thing I tried <laughs> desperately I was like get the fuck out of here but it's always on your tail because it's in you because it owns you because you know that something's wrong it might show up as a depression as an anxiety as an addiction it doesn't matter it's something was stolen something was paralyzed refused and you know I refused all of it right I blacked it out the terror forced me to black out the truth and with that truth the event plus the real feeling that I had it also wiped out my motherboard of emotion so I didn't feel anything and 
in that state of just cover the bodies up in, with sand, bury it, and, okay, let me just rebrand everything. The stench is still there. Right? But your greatest task is to face the fear. That, that, that's what these demons and these entities and this resistance is. It's just they're terrifying you. So you won't see the truth. It's a wall of them. And they'll frighten you. You'll be nothing and you'll be on the street. And if you do this, you're going to, you know, whatever. You have no power. That's what they're saying all the time. You have no power. But you do. You have tons of power. You're the universe for fuck's sake. Right? And, and with that, you need to keep going into them. You need to keep going through them, face them. Be terrified. Again, I would never have done this without ayahuasca. It's just no way. No way. Not even close. Okay, ayahuasca is not a person. It's a thing. I don't, can't describe it. It's not a funny person in a robe. It's a plant that you drink. It's consciousness. It magnifies the field that you're in. It opens up everything that is within you. You get to go, you know, see the map see the landfill, see all the ghoulies that are around. Yeah? Um, you know, they're like alligators, these ghoulies. Like, it's like, it's like you're in a pond with alligators and they're under the water. Can't see them, but they're there. And then when you do ayahuasca, you see them. And you're still scared. And they're holding the secrets. And with the secrets, the emotions. If you get to see them both, you tear one down. It's like a, one of those computer games, you know? You know, you kept all these kids are just sitting on computers knocking things out, right? In these computer games. Same thing. You go in, you see the, you know, the demon... It terrorizes you so it doesn't, you know, it's there, it's terrorizing you so you don't get past the wall of it, of the truth. It's like, you know, it's classic, you know, Campbell, right? You have to get past the dragon into the cave. They're going to terrify you because they terrified you when you were little. You let them come out, yeah, scream, they're going to, you know, slither all over you. Okay. Bring it on. And then you're going to release the rage. Actually, no. Yeah, you're going to release the rage when you see how they own you. And then, boom, you see it. I'm in the car. It's raining. He's taking me to be to be abused. I'm walking down the stairs. There it is. There's the memory. There's the memory. That's who this person was. Ah, okay, release. You begin to separate. You begin to get your power back. They need to be faced. Whatever it is that happened to you, whatever the wall of terror that lives within you, the ghoulies that frighten you, keep going inward. Keep erasing them by facing what happened. You have to upend the whole narrative if you want your power back. You have to sink the whole Titanic. You don't know what's going to happen, lady. You have no idea. But no one wants to be owned or imprisoned or refused access to life, even for a day. I might just get a day of life where I'm completely here. But it's worth every minute. That's all I want. Just one day of freedom. Right? To walk along a landscape where there are no more monsters. Where I know everything. Right? You need to go back and see all of it. Unearth your garden. 
remove the stench, be whole, be free. I don't even care about this lifetime. I'm just lifetimes to come. I do not want to carry this into other lifetimes or this needs to be settled and now, today, in this lifetime, whatever it takes. You know, so I don't get to be Elon Musk fine. <laughs> I don't get to go to the moon. I don't get to, you know, run Amazon. Fine. That's all good. I just want to be home. That means I want all of me back. And that's no mean feat. You think going to space is difficult? <laughs> Try going back to the beginning of your life and getting repaired. Now that is truly an adventure. All right. Bye.